Hey guys, this is Gina Versa. I'm here on another episode of Serving Up Comics. And today we're going to be talking all about Crisis on Infinite Earths, which has been taking the CW network and everything by storm. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Nick Valero. Nick, how are hey, you? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Doing good. Doing good. I'm yeah. I'm I'm amazed by what the CW has accomplished, mm-hmm. what they what they've begun. Uh, the only shows that are not connected to the C, the DC CW verse is like Charmed, Charmed, probably which okay. <laughs> is Archie. Like Archie and Riverdale. Uh, I mean, and yeah. like River, Riverdale and and maybe Nancy Drew, but like that's probably like in the next part of the crossover that they'll stop over at Riverdale and stuff. But I mean, maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Just to, just so that way everybody has a, uh, an idea. If anybody hasn't seen, um, the, the Arrowverse or anything like that, it, it's a great thing to watch. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it, it has, uh, what was it? It has so much great ideas and concepts. Do they do, do they stick the landing a hundred percent of the time? Not at all. But that's no. not really, that's not really the point. But that's the, but this is the reason why I love it so much is because it's so much like a comic book where sometimes the comic mm. book isn't doing that great and sometimes it you know <laughs> it, it misses a step and everything like that and you're like I really like these last couple of issues and then it just nails you with a great great episode and you're like all right I'm back in. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it and it's so great to see how these little tiny stories are intermingling and kind of showing you what's going on in different things. And I love the way that they're using their, their stories, all their superhero stories, and they're using it just like you would in a comic book. They, uh, if anything, they, they're, they're doing something that's so interesting. Oh yeah. And so clever. Um, just, Mm -hmm. huh? It's so, uh, was it serialized as well? Yeah, and there was, but not only that, but also there's so much goddamn heart put into it of like, all right, how do we do this? And how can we please the fans so much that they're going to, they're just going to love it. And they'll, and it's going to bring a nice little closure to it. And, you know, maybe we could do like a backdoor ending for something that never really got a back, uh, an actual ending. Yeah, or yeah, just uh, closure. Um, to to all the uh, pretty much like every single DC show, right? Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. single DC property. <laughs> yeah, and I really love the idea of they literally uh, was it, I think it was Mark Guggenheim who actually said there because he was he was talking about it. And he, they go, how did you choose to do some of the things in crossover? Like how did you how how did you choose like what cameos to do, like what mm-hmm. Earths to do, and everything like that? And he goes, we made a list of a hundred cool things. Mm-hmm. And then the way that we thought of it is if even even if we can get 50 of the 100, that was 50 cool things that we were able to do in the crossover. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so clever and so cool. And it really shows that they give a shit about what the fans think and they they know that it's their show. Like as much as they as we run it and we do everything like that, we make this show for you, the fans. Yeah. I mean, Nick, uh, I think you're the uh, biggest CW fan I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not CW fan, excuse me. Arrowverse fan. 
Yes. I mean, hey, man, I watch it all. I watch, I watch been, video. I watch everything. You've been busting your ass for uh, the Arrowverse since date for five years now. I I was an Arrowverse fan before Arrow got good. Like <laughs> I, I well, was like in there with hun- the Huntress arcs and all that. Man, I remember sitting, uh, which I'll, I remember eight years ago when they first announced Arrow, and I watched the pilot as it aired, and I've been I've been on it ever since. And yeah. you know what? I it, it's been a long journey. It, uh, Stephen Amell has been doing has done a great job as Oliver Queen. When I think of Oliver Queen now, I I do think of Stephen Amell, yeah. and uh, and everything else. I don't think of Smallville's uh, which are uh, Green Lantern at all. And I do think it's it actually shows because in the comic books he looks a lot more like Stephen Amell, and I think that's really cool too. Mm-hmm. Like they're even bring they even brought in characters from the Arrowverse, uh, such as like Diggle, Felicity. You know, people that are in the show that, you know, were only supposed to be in the in the series for like a season or an episode or anything like that, but became such monumental and like great supporting characters that they just brought them into the comics. And I think that the Arrowverse has been doing such a great job. And I I can't wait to talk about to talk about Crisis, man. Like, yeah, let's let's uh, let's just go right into it. Um, So the first three episodes came out, it ended on a cliffhanger like many great comics do. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Nick, what's uh, was it? What is the context of uh, Crisis? If anyone hasn't, full spoilers here. How so watch it. Yeah. So the 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 concept is is that it's just like in the actual comic book of uh, somebody has awoken the the anti monitor and the anti monitor wants to destroy all realities so that way he could recreate reality in his own image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the monitor uh, has basically selected heroes from the from the multiverse to come and uh, fight for the for the multiverse, you know, kind of to make sure that the the, the universes in the multiverse can survive. And he's been testing them over a period of time. So even in last year's crossover, the crisis, uh, which are the Elseworlds, crisis on, in Elseworlds, and also crisis on Earth X, he has been slowly testing these heroes to make sure that they are ready for the anti-monitor and they are ready for what comes next. And in the comics, um, the monitor was, um, you know, pretty similar. They were constantly, uh, they were constantly show, excuse me, the monitor was constantly showing up in other books. So you see them in Titans, Teen Titans, you see them in, uh, like Superman. In yeah. Yeah. Like the a hodgepodge of, of heroes and with all the heroes being like uh, assembled by him it kind of it really reminded me of that opening and i love that the fact you know let's talk about the guest stars yeah i mean for for that i mean i i think it's i think they did a really smart thing um into these in the in the very beginning of all the seasons of their of their shows except for black lightning and batwoman because batwoman you know it's their first season they really need to kind of do their story and black lightning has their own kind of like stories and it's it's very entertaining you need to go watch black lightning it's really good but um in the main in the main three the supergirl arrow and the flash it has all been about crisis like the only thing that these three have been talking about is mainly there's a crisis coming and we need to be ready for it 
and all of Arrow was just we're assembling heroes and we're assembling and we're trying to get all of the stuff together in order to do it. And that's also kind of what made it feel like a comic book because there were beginning issues that told you how exactly did we get to crisis? How how did these heroes get to this area? How were they in the mindset to uh, what was it to to conquer crisis? And I think that was really I think that was a great idea of the showrunners and also for the CW to you know start all their shows like that and then afterwards it would just kind of be like an uh, an aftermath of well this is what happened after crisis like now everybody's kind of dealing with it for the rest of their seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, in the original comic, uh, Supergirl and the Flash are pretty central. I mean, if you haven't read it, it's been like thirty years. Thirty years, yeah. I mean, they uh, they famously sacrifice themselves, and you know, watching the first episode right out of the gate, um, again, spoilers. Like, don't don't listen to this episode if you haven't seen it. Like, stop. Put, you know, <laughs> put this episode on pause but don't completely stop it don't turn off your phone watch the first episode of uh, crisis which was i believe supergirl on supergirl yes um, you could go to the cw app nice plug so and uh thank you uh friend of the show emma for uh recommending that because that's how i saw all of this um and watch it and it's such a intricate episode i mean uh, I'm just gonna like flat out say it. There's times where the budget kind of shows it does. a little bit. It, it does. does. It's a CW show. We don't have a lot, but we're making do. But yeah. they're making like, but but I did think that the concepts were there and the emotion was still there and stuff like that. Like, uh, like you were saying, um, the the idea that they were able to get cameos. Uh, from certain things in the very beginning of this and everything like that um, you know that was really cool like the idea of they got Robert Wool if anybody doesn't know who that is he uh, which uh, he played uh, Knox in the Batman 89 yeah uh, which uh, Bat- the, that that opening was amazing I loved it yeah, uh, which are he played he played Knox in the in the in Batman eighty nine, and they do like a nice little cameo to Batman eighty nine because it is Earth eighty nine, and you know he he even says like I hope you're out I hope you see this big ma- big guy, and you know it's it's very it's a nice little homage to uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have Burt Ward who lives on Earth sixty six. Yes, that was awesome. I love that. Yeah, you uh, see, uh, Bert, so imagine regular old Bert Word, but this is uh, still the Batman '66. Yeah, and he he's in a Robin sweater vest. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's in a Robin sweater vest, and he's just walking his dog, and he sees a, uh, and he sees the skies turn red. Which, if you're not a comic fan, that means that there's a crisis coming. Yes, for the DC universe. Yeah, as many people know. And he's like, oh, what does he say? Like, uh, holy... holy, holy skies of death, bat. Uh, holy skies of death. <laughs> holy red skies of death. That's what it was. It's holy red that. skies of death. Yeah, and then you, I mean, you have like these little tiny, like cameos that that just, you know, like those were really cool. Um, what was it? They have uh, who else? John Wesley Ship is Batman from Earth ninety. Uh, what was it? They also have uh, the the cast from uh, what's it called? Birds of Prey from yeah, the they have, from the early two thousands, which is they had, they had Titans too. 
they had it there was a there was a titans reference which apparently they're earth nine okay. which i thought was cool yeah they they said that titans is earth nine um who else they they, they just had like a lot of uh, oh they had earth x they had uh what was it they have they have all these really cool just little cameos that show you how big this universe can be and they show that like oh yeah like the universes are kind of collapsing into each other and they're just kind of getting wiped which i thought it was really funny because titans is dead like titans are dead like <laughs> if anybody's been watching that show the cw murdered them <laughs> like in a, in a in a flash they're dead <laughs> if there was season three i guess it was a two-season show yeah, like, like if if anybody really liked Sight in season two, in which Sight in season two was really good, they died. Like, <laughs> so did so did like and, and and like all the Earths are just getting annihilated. They're just getting totally wiped out. Um, but like I was saying, it, they they uh the 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 amount of care that was taken into it. Uh, the the very beginning of Crisis is that. Um, the, these planets are being destroyed and this antimatter wave is coming towards them. It's coming towards uh, Earth-32 and uh, Argo City is the first to go. It's the first one to, to die. And you find out that apparently uh, Supergirl's mom was it, has been, you know, took a, took a page from her brother-in-law's book and she made a ship and they put baby Superman, uh, which are Jonathan Kent, into a do a little space rocket, and they sent his ass off to Earth. Very, uh, very poetic. But I thought it was really funny, though. Um, I actually, uh, if you pay attention to what Superman and uh, Lois Lane are saying, it's actually the dialogue from Superman. Mm-hmm. It's Mar- it's Marlon Brando and uh, what is it? And uh, oh shit, what's her name? Uh, but it's Ma- uh, Superman is basically saying Marlon Brando's lines. Like, mm-hmm. word for word, he's actually saying, like, what Marlon Brando said in Superman. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. It's like, oh, man, like, this is, like, there's so much care and such a deep cut that they're doing every every couple of minutes. If they can, they're going to throw a deep cut, and I love it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, like, super rewarding as a DC fan, I would, ima- I would imagine. Um. But yeah, let's let's uh, just talk about some of the events of this episode. Um, what did you think of just Oliver Queen just up and dying? <laughs> well, you know what, I I, 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 they've been in in Arrow. They've been they've been marching up to this. Oliver Queen knows he's going to die. Like it, it, it is. It, it's the it's this thing where he made a deal with the Monitor that in order for Barry Allen and for Kara. To survive this crisis, Oliver Queen needs to die. Mm-hmm. And so, through, all throughout it, it's it's very it's very cool that you know um, that he he's kind of marching towards that. Like uh, all throughout Arrow, he he's getting to meet his uh, his future daughter. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the monitor the monitor actually sends his future kids to the past, so that way they yeah. can help out in crisis. And, you know, it, it's it's some real touching shit. You know, if you've been watching those that the the arrow and then you got to this first episode where Oliver Queen dies and it's very much passing on the torch, you know, pa- uh, which uh, he, he gives the torch and he basically says there always has to be a green arrow. 
And, you know, especially for him being the Batman of this universe, that's that's super fucking touching. You know, that's uh, what was it? Him passing this mantle onto his daughter and saying, I know you can do this. And it's it's beautiful. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's a good end to his arc for sure. Um, I was just still still shocked that they killed off Arrow. I mean, that's uh this is the end game for uh, for the Arrowverse, right? Yeah, I mean, not only that, but also, uh, especially since, like, episode two of it is all about how the fuck do we get Oliver Queen back? Like, we need to get Oliver Queen back. Mm-hmm. And it's also really interesting, too, because you kind of see his impact on the, which are on, on, the, on the team, you know, because every crisis that they've had, they've had Oliver Queen. They've had, you know, this de facto leader who you know takes over and is like yeah i'm like like everybody looks to like oliver queen doesn't have any powers but he is the de facto leader of the arrowverse but yeah uh what what do we do when our de facto mm-hmm. when our de facto leader has died what what do we do now you know and it, it, it's it's really interesting you know he does have a nice little hero's death you know running at you know the the demons and everything like that, the shadow, the shadow demons. And, you know, he ends up dying on a, on a table, you know, um, I did think it was kind of like an homage to star Trek mm-hmm. to, to Spock's death of the Barry Allen. You will always be my friend, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I thought that was kind of cool, but still, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Stephen Amell is actually pretty talented. Yeah. No, Absolutely, man. I can't. I, I, I love him as an actor. I, I think he did an awesome job in the first episode. And leading into episode two, where they get, where they then find out what MacGuffin they need to find throughout Crisis. How do we, how do we, how do we stop this crisis in the Paragons? We need to find the seven Paragons in order to stop the Anti Monitor. Mm-hmm. And that gives you, you know, like Ryan Cha, uh, Ryan Chen. You also have, uh, what was it, uh, Brandon Ralph, Superman. Uh, you get to meet, you get to see Lois and Clark again uh, from Smallville. Uh, what was it? You, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, like I said, John Wesley Ship uh, from the Bat from uh, the Flash '90 uh, show. Oh man, that was. I'm that was sorry. A, that, that was a great ending. That was that was tough to see that. Because it's uh, Barry's uh, seen his dad pass away again, right? Well, in a, in a in a way, yes, but also it's because it, it, he knows, yes, that is that is that's Barry Allen from a different universe. Like he knows that that's Barry Allen. The only the hardest part about it is that he does look like his dad. So mm-hmm. every single time that a, you know, a Jay Garrick or, <laughs> or an other Barry Allen dies, it seems to just, he just has to watch his dad die all over again. Yeah. And like, it's just the wound that just keeps on fucking cutting, man. It's just, it just keeps opening up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's really cool though, because, you know, uh, I, I always kind of figured they would figure out a way because, you know, the monitor does say that a flash needs to die in crisis. Like, and that, and that is true. A flash needs to die in crisis. And, you know, you end up find, you end up seeing the John Wesley ship Barry Allen, you know, the John Wesley ship Flash from the 90s TV show. And, yeah, you, you, you get this, like, little send-off of, like, him kind of even saying, like, oh, yeah, when you become a speedster for 30 years, you're going to learn some cool tricks. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, it's kind of like the idea of like, oh, even though the show ended and it, and it ended very unceremoniously, it ended like, yeah, just they didn't get a season. They didn't get a series finale. They didn't get like a seasoned finale or anything like that. It, the show just ended. And, mm-hmm. you know, just to have this like final goodbye for John Wesley's ship, uh, I, I imagine was awesome. You know, he he got to finally like, have that catharsis of saying farewell to, fare, farewell to the Flash and Barry Allen. And yeah, yeah, and I really, I really like the the add-in of as he's kind of running into the Speed Force and everything like that. That you do see a little, uh, a little portion of uh, the the Flash TV show. Yeah, uh, and that was that was really cool. That was uh, that was a nice touch. Yeah, it was a nice little touch, and it, I did think that it was really interesting too because when they did um, Black Lightning's episode that was in Crisis. You had the red skies. No one really knew what was going on. Their, their episode, their season just kind of continued. But and but the thing is that it still built on whatever like relationships they were dealing with and everything like that. And it was real fucking sad because if you did, if you're only a Black Lightning watcher, mm-hmm. by the end of that episode, you are fucking confused. <laughs> yeah, just, he's because he's from a different Earth, right? Yeah, he's from he's from a different Earth. But the thing is, is that like he's from a different Earth. And he just like vanishes and like mm-hmm. the entire, like the entire world just vanishes like into dust. And you're just kind of going like, holy shit, did, did everybody just die? Mm-hmm. And they're like, come back next week to see what happens on Black Lightning. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, what? it's just going to be Black Lightning and Void. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just like, it's going to be Black Lightning and a Void going like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I, I really can't wait to the end of this because they uh, what was it they 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 uh, Mark Guggenheim is even uh, even mentioned even though Stephen Amell is leaving and Barry Allen is staying you know his his absence is going to be a major thing in Barry's life because it's kind of like he doesn't have his mentor anymore mm-hmm. he doesn't have his best friend right so he's going to go to Europe and uh, <laughs> on a vacation, <laughs> on a vacation. And this has nothing to do with uh you know another uh another uh Marvel <laughs> hero uh and he's gonna fight these elementals and it's not gonna be very good but everyone's gonna say it's the best the best flash flash thing ever like well like far from home was the best spider-man apparently according to lots of people i don't I they don't saw know. a movie they saw a movie that was that wasn't there <laughs> i i don't know why you're so upset with the flash the flash has done nothing wrong Okay. You have anger towards something totally different. I, I think I have. <laughs> Whoa, like what a. Like what you, a, you made a couple a of con- you made a couple of connections that were not there. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. The, the the cool part about the cool part about it was that they were saying uh, because Batgirl, I mean Batwoman, is becoming a bigger uh, which a bigger um, what was it star. Bigger? Yeah, yeah and, the, and the show is getting really good ratings. What they were saying is they were going that uh, Kara and uh, which are and and what the hell is her name? Uh, and Batwoman, oh, which are, Supergirl and Batwoman's. Uh, yeah. yeah, Kate Kane. Um, was it that Kate and Kara's relationship is going to kind of take over for that? Uh, which are, that relationship of like of you know, do we trust you? Do I not trust you? Like, what exactly do I do? Mm-hmm. 
And even in this, they had that they had that kind of cool little uh, moment that Batman has in uh, Tower of Babel with uh, Superman, mm, where yeah. um, he tries to so give him, what, huh? yeah, let's uh, talk about that. Uh, Kevin Conroy finally as live action Batman, Kevin or Conroy, just finally mm-hmm, finally seen Batman on the Arrowverse. Well, you know what the cool thing is, is that I, uh, because everybody's been talking about like, oh yeah, he was evil Batman and he's like a, uh, he's a Batman that kills. And, you know, I, I, I thought of him as the, um, as the, uh, Ben Affleck Batman. Like it was, uh, it was okay. his interpretation of, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman because he just kills everybody and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, and he even made, he even made the comment too of like, even if there's like 1% chance that things could go wrong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like we have to take it as an absolute and i was like oh oh you guys are just making fun of ben affleck all right <laughs> yeah That's... he was uh kev connery was he's pretty good yeah. know, you know. well he's a he, he was a he's a thespian he was a he was a stage actor before he got into voice acting mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool but i do like the idea because no one seems to be talking about it the idea when when she says bruce she recognizes him Mm-hmm. as Bruce Wayne from her earth. Mm-hmm. So that means that this is not the only time that we're going to see Kevin Conroy. If we get into a second, maybe even third season of, of Batwoman, Kevin Conroy could come back as Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Cause she outright recognized him going Bruce, not like, Oh, this mm-hmm. weird like thing. And he outright recognized her as Kate. She knows who the fuck he is. This is their Bruce Wayne. This is this is the CW's Bruce Wayne. It's Kevin fucking Conroy, and I am okay with that. I yeah, am okay with Kevin Conroy being he's Bruce He's tall. Wayne. He's intimidating. Oh, his voice. Mm-hmm. His fucking voice, man. Come on. Yeah. Oh, the only the, thing I was. And the say, first thing. Uh, huh. The first the thing. The first what? thing you hear of him is just the voice. Yeah, uh, is the Batman voice, and it's it, it's it, it's it's so great. The, the the concept is really cool. Uh, the idea of, you know, him being put, uh, which, like, I like the idea of the thing that put him in the cybernetic suit from Kingdom Come was the battle with Superman. Like, that was the thing that, that, mm-hmm. that was his greatest trial. Like, killing Superman was the thing that utterly, like, retired him as Batman. And I think that was really cool. Yeah. Cool no. Concept. For sure. Um, what did you think of uh, Kingdom Come Superman, which also appeared there from different universes, from Brandon Roth reappearing? Well, I I as like, Superman. I liked it because it is a it's a it's an easy way to get Christopher Reeve's Superman. Right, because like, for all intents and purposes, that. that's him in the yeah, universe. because Brandon Roth is technically Christopher Reeve's Superman, and he even makes a. Uh, which uh, an offhanded joke about Superman three, where he says mm-hmm. like from somebody who's fought himself before, uh, what was it? it? It's a real pain because in Superman three he fights himself. He fights Superman in a junkyard. Mm-hmm. Which is a and weird he gets drunk in a bar, yeah. <laughs> and he's just throwing weird. and he's just like destroying shit with peanuts. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. It's so, it's so weird. Then Richard Pryor comes in the Daily Planet, like, hey, yeah, Superman, that supercomputer? That's well, not Maniac. I think that's the fourth one, isn't it? I think that's Quest for Peace. No, uh, Quest for Superman Peace 3 the has Richard Pryor. 
No, Richard. Richard yeah, Price. fourth one has uh, John he, Cryer. John Cryer. He's uh yeah, that's why he's cast as Lex Luthor. He's Lex Luthor's nephew in A Quest for Peace. He's in yeah, I know he's in okay, four. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Richard Pryor is he, he is in three. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but but I thought that was a that was a really cool um, that was a cool like little way of getting everything in there. You know how 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 are we gonna get uh, you know. Christopher Reeves is Superman. Tim Burton's Batman. You know they they connected all the dots, and it was so goddamn cool. It was just so cool. Yeah, and seeing Smallville, Lois and Clark again was nice little touch. I I watched a lot of that show growing yeah, up. Yeah, and I, I also, but I did feel that it was the because I I saw some people that were kind of going like, oh, so we're still not going to see him in the suit, like. <sighs> Tom Welling's still not going to wear the fucking suit. And everybody wanted him to wear the goddamn suit. And I, But I do like it, and I think it makes sense for Smallville mm-hmm. of him giving up his powers and giving up being Superman to to have a family and to yeah. be – and to which one? To be human. Yeah. That's, it, it's a great ending for him. And I love the I love the line of just going – of like as he's talking to – uh, which are to Cryer's Lex Luthor, and he's getting kind of lectured by Lex Luthor of just kind of like, yeah, I didn't miss these talks, like I, <laughs> like I didn't miss these talks talking to Lex Luthor getting lectured, and I thought yeah. that was funny. It, it was a, it was it was nice little touches, and everything else, and I I, I really did appreciate it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just love that the kryptonite didn't affect him and docks the shit out of Luthor. Yeah, and I love that line of like, oh, well, I'm still, I'm still stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it, it's and, so, it's so cool. I love it. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, let's just talk about the ending as we're winding down here. Yeah, absolutely. Oliver is now the Spectre. Yeah, Oliver is Spectre. Uh, Lucifer is, is officially in the Arrowverse. Um, what was it? So is uh, which are they? They are able to go to Purgatory. Uh, thanks to Lucifer's help, uh, John Constantine, Diggle, and everybody like that. And the fucking Spectre appears and gives Oliver Queen his powers. And that's awesome. Because it's such a... It, like, who would think that the Spectre would show up? It's such yeah. a... Like, that's... It's, it, it's, it's really cool. Not only that, but also... Um, what was it? Because the Spectre can of anywhere and nowhere all at the same time brings kind of like a new danger towards Oliver Queen because mm-hmm. he's already like a, a, a great assassin and stuff like that. Just to have these like mystical powers is going to be really, really cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was really interesting kind of seeing, uh, what was it? Lex Luthor actually kill Brandon Ralph's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he changed right. the, he changed the, uh, the book of destiny. So that way, uh, Lex Luthor can, uh, which uh, can survive the this su- survive the wiping of the of the Earths and everything like that. I thought I, I thought the ending was great. I can't wait until uh, it comes back because that's going to be a Legend to, it, which is really interesting because it's going to be Legend of Tomorrow's season premiere. So mm. that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's the fall, I guess. Well, the thing is that their season premiere is Crisis. 
So if you have just been watching mm-hmm. Legends and you haven't been watching anything else and you get to Legends, once again, you're going to be fucking confused. <laughs> going like, what the hell is going on, man? <laughs> is this the new Legends team? Or... <laughs> And uh, what was it? And it's it's really cool. I I think that everything that they did, they really hit it on the they they hit it like out of the park. Like everything they did was was really really cool. And yeah, we'll we'll do a follow up episode, I guess, next month. Yeah, in January when uh, Arrow comes back, when Arrow and uh, Legends come back, and I thought it was really interesting too. Uh, the idea that Arrow. It doesn't end here. Arrow has two more episodes after mm-hmm. Crisis. Yeah. To kind of finish off the season, and I think that's going to be that's going to be really interesting to kind of see how everybody in Arrow kind of deals with. Oh yeah, Oliver Queen's the Spectre now. You know, he's not. He isn't dead. He's just, you know, he, he's kind of like a god now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, and I think that's so cool because you know Stephen Amell wants to go do movies and he wants to go do a bunch of other stuff. And everything. Wrestle. He does want to wrestle. He actually, it, that's his next show, actually. It's, it's, a, it's, a, wrestling, it's a wrestling show. Um, um, so, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, talk, I guess let's, we'll, we'll see what happens next month for yeah. that. Um, Nick, we're on the last segment. We're wrapping up here. Alternate universes are so interesting to explore in comic books, in some alternate universe in our reality, there were certain movies that maybe could have been made. Um, a David Lynch, Star Wars. Uh-huh. Um, but famously, comic book movies that were never produced um, could have been made. Um, so we'll do kind of like a lightning round. Sure. What, do you, what are your thoughts on these uh, movies, um, the best comic book movies that we never got to see? I'm going to list these for you. Um, I, 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 I do see the list. Like we have a uh, Jack Black's uh, Green Lantern. Oh God. Okay. That yeah. that would have been. But I. But the thing is that I, I, I remember reading the concept for that, and I thought it was hilarious, because the idea of it was that the Green Lantern ring was supposed to go to Hal Jordan, mm-hmm. and Jack Black's character found it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. It wasn't that it was meant for him. It was just that he just so happened to be in the in the best in the wrong place at the wrong time oh god and became and it wasn't, the green lantern and it wasn't that he was hal jordan either he was like i don't know it was even was he just playing jack black i don't know he I, he was just playing some guy and you know it was one of the, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a comedy it was supposed to be a comedy of jack of like what would happen if like this fat dude got a fucking got superpowers he got the green lantern ring what the hell do we do now you know, yeah. the, the ring is bonded to him. He's, I guess we have to train him and hopefully he does well. <laughs> right. um, did you ever see that MTV skit where he hosted like the 2002 MTV Movie Awards and he's like Spider-Man and like Michelle Galar is like Mary Jane and it's like a spoof on the Raimi Spider-Man? Uh, yeah, probably like, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, it's just him being weird, and, like, he's all flabby as Spider-Man, and, like, that, this is, like, an executive saw that and was like, hey, that's funny, let's do that for a, a whole movie. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it is, I mean, that, 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 I mean, there's a reason why it didn't get made, and yeah. everything else. I mean, the one, the one I really, really wanted to, to, to see from all of these, like, crazy ideas 
is probably uh which is the superman one uh the death of superman yeah there's a great documentary by the late john schnepp yeah you should all see that we probably mentioned before that the um sorry the death of superman lives what happened is an amazing documentary and i have it on blu-ray that everyone should check out I mean, honestly, uh, the death of Superman probably is – it's so goddamn interesting just because I think Nick Cage had such an interesting take on Superman mm-hmm. that he was, ju- he was just going to be a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just love the idea of, like, Nick Cage in the Superman outfit, and he was going to be batting, battling, like, Lex Luthor, Brainiac, Doomsday, and, like, That's he was – Yeah, yeah it's going to be fucking and, weird. And it was just going to be Nick Cage. And, like, the, the ideas he had was, like, you know, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Superman doesn't really know how to dress. So he would be he would be wearing, like, a Mickey Mouse shirt with, like, a suit and mm-hmm. pants. Or uh, he would be laughing from a joke from, like, five states away. Like, he heard somebody telling a joke and he thought it was funny. So mm-hmm. he's just, like, as he's walking down the street, he'd be laughing and stuff like that. So, I mean, he, he, would, he would look like a fucking crazy person. His Clark Kent would have been a fucking crazy person. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus. Um, um, also, uh, uh, Justice League yeah. Mortal. That would have been a yeah. good one. Uh, may or have not, may or may not have read the script. Maybe it wasn't that great as a script, but it could have been good because it's George Miller. Well, the thing is that from what I've from what I've heard is that the script that's online wasn't the script that the cast got. Okay. Like the cat, like the way that they got common and they got everybody else. Apparently, the script was way better, mm-hmm. and it was like it was it was really like it was a really tight script. And then when they got all the rewrites and when they got these uh, and right before the uh, the writer's strike, it went through like massive rewrites and just like everybody was touching it and it just got weird all of a sudden and then it it, it just wasn't good. It just didn't. It didn't turn out good. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. uh, I mean that that's a that's a great one. I mean, there's a couple of you know DC movies that I I I mean shouldn't have been made. Yeah, yeah right. Green like, Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern. Well, I, 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 shit, man. I was gonna say Swamp Thing, but yeah, I guess Green. Yeah, Green yeah. Lantern's a good one too. I mean, Swamp um, Swamp Thing's yeah. fucking weird. Like, if anybody's yeah. ever seen that movie, it's a, it's a movie about a woman who wants to have sex with a with a, like a, a dead tree guy. It's really weird. <laughs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> just just ending this. Uh, mine would have been Spider-Man Four. Uh-huh. Uh Spider-Man Four, because God, it would have been nice to have Raimi just go out one more movie. Um, was, was Spider-Man Four supposed to be the Venom one? I thought that was no, supposed it, to be, or Vulture. No, it's just Vulture. Yeah. Raimi never liked Venom, so the less Venom we would have seen. Um, Superman Five, just to see. Uh. The Superman Five is not the Death and Return of Superman. This is its own entity. Um, mm-hmm. It's it would have involved Brainiac. Um, Christopher Reeve would have been back. Um, it was hopefully it wouldn't have been produced by Canon Films. Well, the, <laughs> the interesting thing is that in uh, the Death of Superman, they actually did want to connect Tim Burton's Batman to it. Mm-hmm. That was the that was in the original script. Is that uh, Batman have, Batman yeah. would have shown up. Uh, after Superman died on the screens of Gotham, it's in Kevin Smith's first draft. Yes, he would I don't have know. Given encouragement. Yeah, he would have been giving you he know the like, people hey, of Gotham 
Life goes on. Well, no, it was... <laughs> There's uh, other superheroes. It? No, it, it wasn't even that. It was like, your yeah. hero may have fallen, but hope is not lost. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like, there are still heroes out there, and they and uh, which are, they will protect this city till their dying breath. Mm-hmm. And everything like that. Very much kind of giving them, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, just because Superman died doesn't mean that all hope is lost in, in this city and everything like that. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, like, yeah, just any, like, Superman, uh, everything except, like, uh, the J.J. Abrams flyby, Superman flyby, probably would have been good. I, I I think so. Yeah, I mean, all, all those would have been kind of cool. I mean, I, I definitely want to see a plastic man. By the Wachowskis, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that would have been fucking interesting. Yeah. If anything, it would have uh, been interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if anything, right? It would have been interesting. Uh, yeah. Like, well, you you definitely wouldn't have watched it and been like, well, that was that was fucking like you would have definitely had opinion on the movie. Yeah, uh, was it? Right. Especially, uh, I mean, and now everybody wants to get Keanu Reeves into a superhero movie uh, because of like John Wick and everything like that. So I mean, Wachowskis were way above it. They 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 knew what uh, Keanu Reeves could do. And, yeah like that uh batman beyond would have been cool oh for sure i i actually originally was hoping that as like a small little deep cut instead of them having luke uh which are luke, luke fox yeah instead of having luke fox i actually wanted them to have a terry mcginnis yeah uh in the I, crisis uh yeah. With, yeah yeah but i want but the person that i wanted them to get was uh the guy that voices terry Ah, uh, that would have been awesome, yeah. Because it would have been kind of like... Will, uh, Will Friedel? Yeah, Will Friedel. I think that would have been really cool. He is of that age. Yeah, uh, Will Friedel would have done a, uh, done a really cool job and everything like that. I mean, he does have some uh, some nice like uh, on-camera work and stuff like that from <laughs> Boy Meets World and, <laughs> and everything else. But I mean, he it, it, that would have been kind of cool. And that would have been a nice little deep cut of like, oh yeah, this is Terry McGinnis. And, you know, especially when they said, like, it was the Batman of the future. Like, I really, I, I immediately went, oh, it's, it's fucking Batman Beyond. Like, of course. Like, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Of course. Um, so, yeah, and some alternative if this would have happened. And, yeah, probably most of them would have rocked. Yeah. But I mean, we'll never know. We don't have the Wave Rider. Yeah, we don't have the Wave Rider. But apparently there are, there's multiple universes and, uh. The Wave Rider is in all of them. So we just have to find it. Exactly. We only there you go. So, so Nick, just wrapping up, uh, where can people find you at? You can find me on uh, at the real Nick Valero on Instagram and, Nicholas, and Nick Valero on Facebook. Great. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Gene9892. You could follow the Waffle Press on Twitter at the Waffle Press. Follow us on Instagram at the Waffle Press Podcast. Please, um, subscribe on youtube um like share like share subscribe uh you could fall you could uh also subscribe on itunes spotify soundcloud and also support us on patreon uh thanks for listening thanks for watching we've been professionally unprofessional